Welcome to Behind the Stylist Podcast. We want to help you run a super successful business while also balancing a healthy and happy life. No topic is off limits. We're here to talk not only about behind the chair, but also behind the stylist. Please welcome your hosts, co-founders of Hairstylist Anonymous, Alyssa and Mandy. Hello, hello. Happy Monday, everyone. Hi. Welcome back to the Behind the Stylist podcast. I love hearing that. Right? Isn't it awesome? <laughs> um, today, we're going to talk about when and when not to book or double book, double rather. Book. Yep. Yeah. Or <laughs> don't like, book. <laughs> don't book at all. No, we're kidding. Yeah. So uh, when or when not to double book or DB, just for short, because why not? Um, because I, I don't actually know about, well, you double book. Personally, I don't double book. I only double book because I have to, yes. which we will get to, yes. like our own personal experiences with it because I've had times where I did double book and didn't double book. But another thing we're going to be talking to you guys about today, it's called transitional booking. Yes. Um, transition booking is what I just literally started doing. I love doing it. And I just, I want to like, once we like talk about what it is and everything, I want to know how many of you actually do transition booking. Um, and if you like it or if it benefits you, if your clients like it, et cetera. So we're going to go over all those things. Um, but first we want to talk about why we're not to double book. So, uh, there's many different things that go behind that. I want to say, yeah. um, and it depends on how you charge and how your business, uh, is set up, how your services or like your service menu is set up. Mm-hmm. Um, but first I think we want to get into a la carte. Yes. So, which means you want to just give like a little background of what charging a la carte means. Yeah. So a la carte basically just means that you have a service menu. All of your services have a different price. So for example, your full foil is um, $250 and then your color mount is another $50. Your gloss is another $50. Your haircut's $25. Um, so that would be an example of a la carte pricing. Right. It's just an itemized menu of your yeah. services. Right. Um, and so we wanted to talk about, also, if you guys hear any tapping in the background, it's just our little uh, doggy that's making some noise. Yeah, he's chasing his tail under the table. <laughs> so cute. Um, anyway, so a la carte, is it okay to double book? Uh, Mandy and I both agree yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, but we wanted to raise some questions for you uh, because does double booking affect the experience the client is getting? And if it exp- affects the experience, should it affect your prices? Yeah, and are you pricing correctly? Yeah, for that. Um, so I just wanted to give out a scenario. First, talk about the experience. So just to get your mind thinking, like, am I am I doing this? Um, is it worth that, et cetera? And it kind of goes hand in hand with prices. Yeah, or and should I do it? Yeah, should yeah. I do it, right? So if you're a la carte, let's just say um, you're double booking a client and you went and put on a full head of foils yep. and then you had a, I don't know, a gloss and haircut blow dry come in, right? And then you went to go put the gloss on your second client. You already got all your, fo- your foils on the first client, client A. Client A is done with the application time and you just got um, all your gloss on client B. Well, now, 20 minutes later, client B is ready to rinse off, but client A needs the batch 15 foils pulled off. That's where it can kind of get tricky. So who do you pick first? You just wet down the gloss fast and then go and take some foils off and then start, you know, bring the gloss client B back to your chair and start cutting and then you start blow drying. And then two sections into the blow dry, now you have to go back to client A and rinse out foils. It can get tricky. And obviously like, I'm sure if you're listening and you're like, shut the fuck up, I double book all the time and it's fine, like I have it down to a T. That's one thing. I'm just raising a question in case you don't have it down to a T to put it into your like client's perspective. How would you feel if you were them? 
Yeah. So if you're like charging a big price, like let's say that highlight client is, you know, she's paying, I don't know, 300 bucks for that entire thing, but you make her wait in between or you're not paying attention to her, et cetera. Or the gloss client, if you're charging them a hundred bucks for their service, but you made them wait in the middle of their blow dry to go rinse off your foils, et cetera. So how would you feel if you were a client and you had to pay 250, 300, whatever is like a high price in your area um, or your line of work. Like if you were charged that, but you didn't feel like you were paid attention to. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to raise. Yeah. There's also, do you have an assistant or not? So like yeah. in the case that you had an assistant, yeah, that would be okay. But there's also a chance that you're paying money for your assistant. Mm -hmm. So your prices need to be higher as well. Right. Um, but if you don't, then that's something you really need to think about because you're running the show on your own mm -hmm. and you really have to divide your time between clients. Like Alyssa said, is that affecting your client's experience? I would argue absolutely. Yeah, I do too. I have personally double booked and um, not done it correctly in the past. And my clients have, I wouldn't say suffered, but they've yeah. definitely had to wait. And it wasn't what I would call the best experience for them. Um, and you really, really have to to question, like, am, like is it worth it right. to them? I agree. You know? I agree. I think Alucard is different, too, because you're not – it's not like hourly, which we'll get into in a second. It's not like you're charging for your time. So if you make them wait, does it really matter? But it's the experience that you're talking about. Like, does your price – match it's not just like in our line uh our line of work in our industry in our field it's not just about charging because of how good the hair came out it's about People how come you to see you yeah and yeah. how you make them feel right yeah. so if their experience is lower are you really going to charge the same if you're double booking it's just a question to raise i know i know it's different now like i personally don't double book at all mm -hmm. um i do transition booking like we were talking about and we'll get into that in a second but i mean you want to start so that's a la carte yeah. I guess we could go into hourly and then talk about what we think about hourly if you want to start that one. Yeah, I think we can go over what both of them kind of are and then yeah. we can talk about like the, the absolute pros and cons yeah. and a little bit more about our experiences with double booking. Yeah. Um, so with hourly, it's very different from a la carte because... Um, I mean, well, I guess it depends on how high or low your hourly is. Yeah. Um, but you have one set hourly price for the entire service start right. to finish. Right, so, charge for time. Instead yeah, of, you're charging for service. time instead of the service. That's mm -hmm. a really important point to bring up because if you're charging for your time and not just your services and your technique, um, your, your clients, they're paying for your undivided attention yeah. and for your time. So if you're not spending all your time on that client, is what they're paying even worth it? Yeah. Does it even make sense? I agree. And I remember like we were talking about before we even started the episode is like I you don't want to say no you can't double book but in my honest opinion I don't know about yours Mandy in my honest opinion I don't think you should double book at all when you charge hourly yeah the unless your hourly is like super low but at that yeah. point why, why are you doing why? hourly yeah. why are you doing hourly if it's low because you want your prices to reflect their experience and just like you were saying it's supposed to be undivided attention so if you're going to bounce back and forth your hourly has to be lower in order to do that why make your prices lower why not you know, get what yeah, that worth. just means you have to work a lot harder. Yeah, it's just yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me anyway. So I wanted to get into transition booking, which is what I do with hourly. So I charge one hundred dollars per hour for my services, 
And what I just started recently doing is transition booking. So what that means is I'm not technically double booking, I transition my client to another stylist. So I will take my client and give them my undivided attention with the consultation, um, the guest experience in the beginning, uh, you know, I'll give them all that they need and I, I do the application. And then my stylist who works side by side with me will take them over and do all of the toning or the smudging and the melting and the cutting and the styling afterwards. So, do you have something to say about yeah, that? Yeah, I was going to say, it's really important to note that that stylist is trained under you. Yes, for months. Like, for she months. did, like, a six-month yeah. intensive program with me where she all she did for, like, the first two months was just watch, watch, watch what I did. Then it was, like, a little bit of dip your hands in, hands on. And then it yeah. was, like, training on a mannequin. And then now it's, like, I'm going to take a couple clients of Just Roots just to see how she does. And then... It's yeah. you can now take over the client at the end. And I still wholeheartedly will help her with formulation to make sure that that client is getting the brains from the both of us. And it's not like, okay, you have a complete new stylist. Like she thinks like I do, we formulate together. She's just throwing on a gloss yeah, and I think mushing that's it around. Yeah, really, really important to note because yeah. you don't want to transition them into a stylist that is not going to really kind of piggyback yeah. off of your work right. or reflect where what you do yeah where they're getting like a completely different experience right. right and that's why i said stylist side by side because literally that's what we do all day side by side like we form into the same stylist of course we're different people bring up different conversations and stuff but we're different we're uh the same stylist uh like kind of with our hands so everyone's different of course but there's just uh things that we do very, very similar. So I do transition booking. So for instance, if I'm doing like a full, full, full foil and they have to, you know, I need to apply foils for two hours, I'll take them for the first two hours and then maybe my stylist will, you know, take them for their last hour or hour and a half. She'll check on their foils. Yeah. She'll rinse them off and do all those things. So I do transition booking. However, we have different hourly prices. Um, hers is lower than mine for two reasons. One, she's a little slower just because she's newer, and that's the second reason. Which that balances out. Balances anyways. out, right. So, like, yeah. if I did something for two hours that cost 200 it might just take her about an uh, two hours, 45 minutes, or three hours, which is about 200 210 She's 70 per hour. So, what we do is they I charge them for however long I'm with them my hourly rate, and whatever they finish with her, her hourly rate. So, it's always an even, um, an equal transition. So just keep that in mind. I we don't we both don't recommend double booking when you're hourly. Yeah, um, no, unless, I've done it. Yeah, and I don't I don't feel confident. Right. In the fact that I'm charging what I'm charging because right. I don't feel like my price is reflecting the experience that they're getting. Right. Um, and I still give my absolute best, but it's even wait, making them wait five additional minutes that they weren't intending on spending in the salon I feel guilty <laughs> yeah. that's me personally and if you feel guilty it's probably because you are doing something yeah not wrong but wrong you know what I mean like I mean, you know that feeling when you do your absolute best for a client and it goes super smoothly and they're loving every second of it like you right. know yeah and I you just, feel it on your end yeah I you feel know? it yeah and I know you guys can relate as well um just imagine feeling like crap yeah <laughs> like you didn't give your absolute best to the client exactly so, we're curious, do any of you guys do transition booking? 
Even if you don't call it transition booking, do you do anything similar to what Alyssa does? Yeah, for sure. I just find it super helpful because in this way, I don't have to um, double book. I'm not charging a client my hourly rate while I'm on another client charging them the same hourly rate. I just feel it's, it's more fair. And I feel like I am giving them my undivided attention. And then once they go to my next stylist, that stylist is giving them their undivided attention. She is no longer double booking either. Um, which is great. But now that like, and we could totally go more in depth and like to hourly and like why we do those kinds of things in our podcast um, and like how to charge that way kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I wanted to get into like what services are actually okay to double book if you are a la carte or basically a la carte. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I remember you were saying, like you were listing a few things that are like are totally fine to double book because oh, yeah. they're simple. Examples of services that you really should be okay to double book are glosses, haircuts, and roots. Yeah. Um, because there's not they're not super involved. They're not really complicated or complex services. I mean, especially if they're existing clients already. Yeah. Um, I think that's a huge, huge factor as to whether or not you want to sure. double book. Um, because if you're taking a brand new client, you, you don't really know them yet and you don't know how yeah. long things are going to take, um, which we'll get more into in just a moment. Yeah. But the top three that are totally like you're in the clear are glosses, haircuts, and roots. Yeah. And or styling, just like blow dry yeah. styling. Stuff like that. Anything that you know, like how long it's going to take, you know how long your application time is, you know how long um, your process time is. Things that like are not okay, number one, color correction. Oh my God. And like I have, we have like, we think balayage too, but like if you have a client that's been coming to you for years and you know like their balayage retouch is like a 20 minute application, they're only gonna sit for 30 minutes, for sure, go ahead and do it. But things that are a little bit more intricate or like more expertise and more time, you don't wanna get stuck in the middle of your services and again, doing what we've done and feel bad. Like, that shouldn't oh God, be yeah. how you feel throughout your day, how you feel when you go to the desk and you tell them the price. You shouldn't feel that way ever. So the number one way, if you're ever like, well, okay, I'm listening to us and Mandy. I see their points, but you're just not sure still if you should double book or not. Number one reason that you should not double book is if you don't know the application time and the processing time, which means like new yeah. clients. Yeah. You have no idea. And you never know. Right. Especially because they might say something in the consultation mm -hmm. or their hair is maybe not as dense as you thought right. or more dense than you thought. Right. Um, you don't want to be left with any unknown factors right. when you plan on double booking. Those factors being application time mm -hmm. and processing time. Right. Or even consultation. Yeah. Sometimes you know? I have consultations that range anywhere from five minutes to 30. Yeah. And it's tough. And you want to make sure that when you have a new guest, you're not double booking so they can get to know you. Oh, yeah. Understand your services. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, <laughs> and you don't run into the problem of yeah. not knowing. Well, that's, that's true and that's huge because I know for me when I have new clients, a lot of the time that I spend with them is fixing problems for them, helping them with, you know, troubleshooting hair issues, telling them about products and product knowledge and purple shampoos and right. um, their maintenance. I don't wait until the end and I don't like to do that right, right in the beginning either. I mm -hmm. kind of just like talk them through it right. throughout the service. So Agreed. if I don't have any time to talk to them throughout the service. Yeah, what's happening there? 
and they're not getting like the educational value that I personally love to give during my services. Right. So I didn't even think about that, mm -hmm. <laughs> like having the proper time to like really talk to them and have them get to know me. Right. Another huge reason why you would never want to really double book a new guest. Right. You want to give them the absolute best experience ever because imagine they are your new guest and you kind of left them waiting on the sideline for 20 minutes while mm -hmm. you had to take off another foil, um, something unexpected came right. up. That's not a good, uh, it's not a positive first impression of you. Yeah, And they might not wanna come back. They mm -hmm. might not rebook. They right. might not see you the same way versus if you gave them your undivided attention, they are going to fall in love with you right. and you're gonna show them the best version of you. They're gonna wanna come back. Mm -hmm. They're gonna have no choice but to wanna come back. For sure. um, so I, I would argue that that's for client retention yeah. yeah and even like existing clients if they're doing something new maybe you know it's gonna take you a half an hour to put on a half head foil but you don't know how their hair is gonna lift because they just did a permanent color if you don't know both the application time and the process time and you only know one or the other don't double book save yourself oh my you god I mean? yeah um, and we do have like not really a pro and cons list but just like ideas of like if you double book versus if you don't double book like what are some benefits of each? Because we don't, we're not saying double booking is bad. Yeah, by, by no means. Yeah. yeah, so that's the thing is this industry is so, um, like everyone's situation is so unique. Mm -hmm. Hourly may work for one person amazingly, whereas it might not for someone else and a la carte is the way to go. Right. Same thing for double booking or not double booking. Mm -hmm. um, it just kind of depends on where you are in the industry. I think that's the number one thing, yeah. where you are in the industry, like how... Um, experienced you are, how comfortable and confident you are, how fast you are. Right. There are a lot of little factors <clears throat> that determine what's best for you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's trial and error and you have to do one thing to figure out it's not for you. I know you and I have been through that over right. and over and over again. Right. Um, but yeah, we're just going to talk about, like she said, not pros and cons of double booking or not double booking, but just kind of what to expect. Yeah. Or... Um, Things that might, like, we might say something here and you might be like, oh, well, maybe I should or yeah. shouldn't be doing this. Right. Um, so we'll get into not double booking. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we'll I let think Alyssa talk When about you that. don't double book, because I don't double book, um, some pros, like, are more personal experience. So I charge $100 per hour and I stand by what I charge. If I, if it takes me two hours just to do a mini foil and a mini is when you do the hairline and the mohawk section... I am giving them my all, all of their education, how to style their hair, how to take care of their hair, all these things. It's a more personal experience. I get to know them. I give them, you know, lovely drinks, complimentary, whatever. Like, I'm taking my time with them. So I just think the more personal experience is worth all the money in the world. Yeah, and they don't just feel like another service in yes, your day. right. They feel, they feel like a person. Yeah, they feel not just a number, number. Yeah. yeah. And then also just having less stress. Like, I used to hate double booking because of the constant going back and forth. I have to formulate for two different people. I don't know if I'm going to be done at the same exact time. Am I going to have to give away a free treatment because she needs to sit in the bowl for 10 more minutes? Like, I, it's just less stress. So that's another, like, pro on my side of things. Yep. Um, it allows you to charge more. The reason I say that is because now you're no longer like I. I mean, to not double book, I'm kind of, I'm kind of grouping no double booking and hourly together. Of course, if you're a la carte and still choose to not double book, that's perfectly like awesome. Um, but even that, then it allows you to raise your prices because you're you're putting your full dedicated time to them. Yep. Um, so your price can be higher because the service experience is going to be better. And they're getting your all, your undivided all. attention. Right. And if you're raising their experience, the money should be there for you. Yep, you know. Absolutely. So it does allow you to charge more. Um, and then you're working smarter 
smarter, not harder. So just like you're allowed, you're um, letting yourself charge more, you're working smarter, not harder. So you're not having to make um, the money you would if you were to double book people in four hours, what you're making in three or whatever, if that makes sense, just because you're with one client. So you're just working with them and you're making more money while doing it. Um, so I do think that that's smarter, not harder. Um, and I did want to say, well, I'll get to the, to the one con that I thought of at the end. Um, another pro is like, I, well, I charged it. I charged hourly once I was established. So we didn't, both of us, we didn't start right out, right out of cosmetology school or hair school, like going into hourly. Like we definitely start with a la carte and raising our prices. Once my prices, I got comfortable, like, okay, you know, uh, full foil takes me two and a half hours, start to finish includes a blow dry gloss, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking to myself, well, I always am charging like 237 or I'm always charging 240, like whatever it is. And if my hourly price was a hundred dollars an hour, it'd be 250. So I just switched them over once I did that. But only when I was established, only once I felt comfortable charging oh the number God. I was charging. Yeah. Um, so, and we could totally talk about hourly, when and when not to do it. I am dying podcasts. to talk about hourly, yeah, so I, I kind of want to do that one next because yeah. there's so many things I want to <laughs> say, but I kind of want to just literally talk about hourly for like an hour. An hour, <laughs> yeah, right? Seriously. Um, and then the con I came up with is it is scary for cancellations. And I think a lot of you have had that in the back of your head okay, Alyssa, okay, Manny, this sounds great, but, like, when I'm double booked, if I lose one client, I still have somebody in that similar time slot. This is different. You book somebody for three hours, you know you're going to make $300. If they cancel, it sucks if you can't fill it. And then you have a three-hour gap. (laughs) You have a three-hour gap if you can't fill it. Um, But I have a very strong cancellation policy, and I'm going to be honest and transparent with you guys. I didn't fucking follow it. Like, I had one, and I would always, like – refund people their deposits or not charge cards. And I'm like, you know what? I want to expand my life personally. It's about time I start sticking to my business rules that I gave myself. That's all we preach is like to, you know. Stay disciplined. Yeah, discipline yourself. So I'm going to start doing that and I'm excited. And I also want to do a podcast. That one might be short, but just what cancellation policies could be, why you should have them and how they work. So don't, you know, sway away from not charging hourly because you're like, well, fuck that. I don't want somebody to cancel and then my day is gone. Like, Yeah, you just you have, have to respect policy. yourself yeah. enough to treat yourself as a business and to stay disciplined. And I'm saying that so that I can tell myself as well because yeah. I think... When we preach to you. We're yeah. preaching to ourselves. Yeah, so that's how, that's how it works. Um, but yeah, so I'll let you... So that's no double booking. Again, I'm kind of like grouping it together with hourly just for my brain's sake because that's what, why I don't double book is because I'm hourly. Yeah. But do it a la carte or listen to our next podcast about hourly and we'll totally get into it. But then Mandy's going to go over double booking and definitely benefits for that as well, just to see. Yeah, pros and cons as always. There's pros and cons in everything. Everything in life, Um, yeah. I've done it all. So Mm -hmm. I've double booked a la carte, I've single booked a la carte, I've double booked hourly, and I've single booked hourly. Mm -hmm. I've kind of done it all. Um, And here's why. So when you double book, you're... It's, it's more for if you're trying to optimize on your time. So me personally, I only tried double booking when I was hourly because of the fact that I had cut down my days behind the chair towards the end of my pregnancy. So I had way less time to fit in all of my clients. Right. Um, but I ended up just getting really stressed out, mm-hmm. which is why I 
Just like Alyssa, agree that if you are hourly, you should not really be double booking. I know mm-hmm. to each their own, different strokes for different folks. Right. I love that yeah. phrase. Um, but it does actually optimize on your time. So in a perfect world, if you have all your existing clients and you know the time that it's going to take to do everything, which it's not really realistic, but yeah. you know, in a perfect world, let's say that that's the case, right. it really optimizes on time. You can get a lot done in a little bit of time. Right. Um, and then also you can, f- you have something to fall back on when you do have cancellations. Mm-hmm. So if you do have that foil cancel, you still have a gloss or two in between or a gloss and a haircut mm-hmm. and you're not completely like out in the doghouse without money right. for that period of time. But like Alyssa said, with a strong cancellation policy, you don't really have to deal with that at all. So I guess, you know, it, it just depends it on the depends, circumstances. Yeah, it depends. Um, you can also get more clients in, which I did mention in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I had less time for all my clients, so right. I was kind of forced to try and get them all right. in. So you do get more clients in and less time, yeah. but then you also have to ask yourself, is that affecting their experience? Right. Like, for um, example, I'm just going to give an example for yeah. that really quick. I would have a day, like if I was doing like a full blonding service, mm-hmm. right? Mine normally start to finish, including everything, is like three hours. And by everything, I mean like application, process time, um, gloss, blow dry, haircut, whatever. Three hours. I can take three clients in one day and work nine hours. Yeah. And and hourly, that's $900 right there. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, not taking out all my expenses and stuff, but gross income, that's $900. Versus maybe working nine hours and being able, if you do a la carte, being able to take two highlights at one time, two more highlights at one time, and then a root and a gloss at the end. Yeah, you're, what is that? six clients instead of three but what's the difference in money so that's Mm -hmm. just an example i want to throw out there so you guys understand hourly versus a la carte and like why i do what i do versus what you may do because of what you do so you can continue with that i just wanted to throw an example yeah no i think examples are great because it it kind of puts things into like real life scenarios we're not just like talking at them but we're trying to like give background as well so i love examples i thrive off of examples yeah me too um and then you could argue that you make money faster but if you're priced right hourly, then you can also argue that you make the same amount or you make even less. Right. That also goes into like when you're not double booking, but you're priced correctly hourly, I'm saying, um, you work smarter and not harder. Mm-hmm. So if you're not priced correctly and you're double booking, you're running like a chicken with a head yeah. cut off to just make the same amount, maybe a little bit more, yeah. but a lot more stress. Like I have or maybe even example less. for that. Yeah, I, one more I love the examples. That. So like for instance, let's say you have two full highlights and somebody who's a la carte charges 250 for a full highlight, everything included. Mm-hmm. You can probably do two full highlights if they both took like two and a half hours, maybe in four hours because they're double booked, yeah. right? So now you're making $500 in four hours as an a la carte price versus if you did two and a half hours at $100 an hour and you're not double booking and you did those two full highlights in five hours, like a two and a half hour service and then your next client comes in two and a half hour service, yeah. right? You're making f- uh, $500 in five hours. So a la carte, you made it in four hours and hourly you made it in five hours. So you'd argue right that you'd make more as a la carte yeah but just how you said running around with your head cut off yeah. like a, whatever that fucking saying is yeah. just totally <laughs> fucked it up anyway um, um is it worth it it's not so i personally it's not worth it for us i think i mean again different strokes for different folks yeah. but i personally is would rather reference no my nurse said it in the <laughs> hospital so i hope not oh god i think it's just like a term that okay people say. all right like, it's just disregard yeah um <laughs> 
<laughs> I personally would prefer making a little bit less money for my sanity. Yeah. For the sake of my sanity. Yeah. I would rather have a more chill day, be able to eat in between, be able to take care of myself. I just had a mm-hmm. baby, so if I needed to pump, I'd rather have that extra half mm-hmm. an hour while they're processing in order to, like, even if I made less, but just right. to keep my sanity. Right. Um, even if that means I'm there an hour longer. Right. And that's just me personally. Um, you might be someone who thrives off of, like, a super fast-paced day. Maybe you just want to get out right. of there. And maybe that's for um, you. And maybe that's for you, which is why we're saying there's no right or wrong way. And it's just everyone, what we do. Yeah, it's just what we do. And everyone's going to have a different experience, different circumstances, different personalities. Um all of that behind yeah. the chair. So, um, whereas I would rather work smarter and not harder and have a more chill day, mm-hmm. some somebody might not want to do the same. Right. So that's just one thing we want to throw yeah. out there. And um, one more thing, like if you're just looking at it at like, okay, I could make 504 hours because of double booking versus, uh, you know, uh, $500 in five hours, right? If that's mm-hmm. what you're looking at, you're like, if I could do that every day, how much money more could I make because of more of my time is available? Um, is it worth the risk of burnout? That's what I would ask yourself. Is it worth the risk of burnout? Because we know the way we schedule, we're not going to get burnt out. Yeah, and the reason why we do what we do is because we have been burnt out. Right, and it sucks. Yeah, and And if you're listening, I'm so sorry, but there's ways around it. We're here, you know? And not only that, but like in the beginning, maybe you are someone that needs to do a la carte, double booking, all of that because you're really grinding. Mm -hmm. And then you establish yourself and you find yourself at a point where you don't really need to do that anymore. Right. So, I mean, wherever you are in your journey, kind of decide what's right for you. Maybe you are burnt out and you have to consider not double booking and maybe considering hourly. Maybe you're just fresh in the industry oh God, and you, yeah. you're not comfortable charging hourly yet. So you need to double book and yeah. you're thriving off of that high energy. But when it gets time for you to be like established and you start to kind of feel burnt out, yeah. you, you get out of that. And there's so many ways like you are in charge of yourself mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, unless you have like a really strict salon or boss or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, you're in charge of yourself. Right. So you work for as much or as little as you want and under your own circumstances for the most part mm-hmm. in this industry and especially in the direction the industry is going, which we right. can talk about in another podcast. Like I can't wait for our next podcast because of me either. Just how you were saying, like if you're not sure about hourly, listen to the next podcast. Yeah. Join in next week because... I can't, like, I'm getting so, like, I don't want to say it all now. Yeah. But, like, I want, I want it to be broken up. I want them to have their own labels, right? I can't wait to share that with you guys, though. And we, we both can't because... I, I truly believe oh, that that is exactly where the industry is going to go. No, really. I, I do think, like, five, ten years from now, the the whole industry is going to transition from a la carte to hourly. Right. Mark my words, guys. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, it just makes more sense, and we will talk about that, but... One thing I do want to know is if you are double booking more than once a day, every single day, then you need to raise your prices. Yeah, you do. You really do. At that point, you are so in demand. You're in demand. That's you a good way to put so it. You are so in demand. Um, you should really be able to raise your prices. Mm-hmm. And not you're not going to be scared of, don't think like, oh, I'm going to lose clientele. Mm-hmm. Because if you're so in demand that every single day... You have multiple clients in at one time, all the time. Great. If that's the way you want to work, just like we said, high pace is your thing, for sure. If you're feeling burnt out, raise your price because it's working smarter, not harder. You're going to thin the herd or thin the crowd of yeah. clients coming your way because of your new prices. So now if they're higher and you're, you know, whether you're doing hourly or just booking smoother, yeah. you're going to be making the same amount of money, if not more, with less of a headache. Absolutely. So just keep that in mind, too. Yeah. And we're all about, like, I'm all about slow and steady wins the race. Yeah. 
Um, we want to stay resilient and fresh and motivated and excited in this industry. And mm-hmm. the way to do that is to prevent burnout. So do your best to prevent burnout. Yeah. Um, reconsider how you go about booking, how you go about pricing, kind of reevaluate everything. Mm-hmm. Um, check out some of our other podcasts that are out, um, yeah. that are coming out soon. And really take time to reflect because... This industry and your career could be whatever you want to make it yeah. and whatever you want it to be. Um, and we, oh my God, so many careers can't stay the same. Yeah. We are so blessed We're so to blessed. be in this industry. Yeah. So definitely reflect on what you want to be, yeah. who you want to be, how you want to feel, I think yeah. is the most important yeah, thing. Yeah, I agree. I think reflecting, the biggest thing to reflect on is their experience because yeah. everything ties back to the experience. Yeah, if your you're experience, not good, is it worth the price? Like, is it yeah. worth the time? <laughs> is it worth all these things? Would And be honest with yourself. Would you want to be treated by a hairstylist or, like, I personally don't like getting my hair done, so I always make the reference, would you want your tattoo artist to do that? Because I'm not getting tattoos. If they were late, if they were double booking, if they were doing certain things, like, would you want to be treated that way? And Mm -hmm. be honest. Think to yourself, do you take too long? Yeah. Who cares? Like, you're you're your worst critic, and it's time to, like, actually do that for yourself. Look at the experience and reflect and see what you can do. I also want to throw out there, now that you just, like, kind of mentioned, think about yourself getting an experience... So say the timing went perfectly. You double booked and everything went smoothly. Like yeah. no one was waiting any additional time. But say you're already at the point where you've burnt out. You're still not going to give them the best experience that yeah. you could have because you're you're not. I'm sure everyone's felt it at some point. Yeah. If you've been in the industry for at least more than like three years mm-hmm. or something. Or maybe even less or more. You know, everyone's different, of course. But there comes a point where you just kind of like when you're on it all the time, which mm-hmm. is how you are in the beginning for the most part, yeah. to make sure that you get the clients get the clients get the experience and you're so like ambitious at first Mm -hmm. but once you start reaching that point of kind of feeling tired and burnt out are you the same energized motivated inspired stylist i think inspiration like inspired stylist is the best way to put it and Um, i would say like to to figure out like because some people are listening i'm sure you guys have been doing this for years others maybe just got out of cosmetology school uh to think smaller for a second what is your attitude like for your first client Versus oh. your attitude for your last client yeah. if you're working a 10-hour day behind the chair. Yeah. That's what we're talking about, burnout. Day-to-day or year-to-year? 20 years down the road, what were you like when you were ambitious as, like, that 20-year-old starting? Yeah. You know? Like, look at that. And same thing, if you're just starting, what are you like in the beginning? What do you like at the end of your day? If that mm-hmm. last client isn't getting the same, they should either be paying less or you work less. Yep. Work shorter days. Because at just the end of the day, point. it's going to hurt your pocket that client might not want to come back because right. they got a weird vibe from you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also going to hurt the guests and their experience. And yep. they're, you know, they're paying money to get pampered. Yep. Yes, they want to have pretty hair, but they want the whole experience. Like, the hair industry now is not just about, let me sit down, get it done, and get out. Like, people mm-hmm. are genuinely enjoying getting their hair done, <clears throat> enjoying the experience, enjoying that extra little complimentary beverage. Right. It should be an entire experience. So if you're not able to offer that at your, like, full potential and at your best um, consider maybe, like she said, cutting down, mm-hmm. reevaluating, reflecting, taking a step back, and seeing what you can do to become that inspired, fresh, motivated stylist again. For sure. Because it's going to benefit you and your clients so, so, so much. Um, with all that being said, that yeah. you think you covered everything? You I, think, to I say? think I'm good until next week. Cool, right? Yeah. Um, so tune in next week. We want to talk about hourly pricing. Yep. Thank you so much for tuning into Behind the Stylist podcast. We are so grateful you listen to our episodes every single Monday, and we want to share topics that benefit you. So do not hesitate to contact us.
No topic is off limits, and you can reach us via our Instagram at hairstylistanonymous, or you can email us at hairstylistanonymous at gmail.com. Thanks again. Until next time.